No, four and thirty. Welcome back to Alex's Podcasting. <laughs> I'm Alex, and I'm podcasting. And uh, there's also a video component to this, too. So if you're listening on any of the many streaming things that Anchor spreads through, um, go look up Alvu, A-L-V-U, on YouTube. There'll be a link somewhere. I don't. I really don't know how Anchor works, but there will be a link. It's right there or there. There, there, there. Well, I mean, they won't see it. Why are we pointing? Can't you do the embedded link on the video itself, or is that? I'm talking about for the audio listeners. Oh, yeah. Well, if you click there. Well, if you click there. Not there. Not there. there. Anyway, um, so you hear I have a guest. Um, this has been a long time coming because we've been talking about it since I started doing this podcast, and we he was on here with Chris James. And that was nice, except it turned into the Zach was podcasting because he kept talking over me and asking questions. And, you know, he took over because he takes over. Everything. I'm trying not to now, but yeah. I already wanted to correct something already, you said. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you have notes. No, I, I, I made notes, but I did not bring them today. Okay. Well, anyway, Zach Allen, everybody. All right. Everyone clap. Hi. Hey. Um, he is the... It's pretty much you. You. You are the leader of Faltered Step. Well, um, it's kind of been silently assumed since the beginning because you were the only one that had a uh, the drive. Like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. I don't. I, the, the drive isn't the right word, but you were the only one that had the the organization and like the straightforward thinking. Whereas I was kind of chaotic and whatever. Let's just do it. And Chris was more. It, kind of similar, but more yeah. jammy. He was the, he wanted to hang out with friends. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at any point in time, anyone who was in the band or in the same room as us ultimately was there to like hang out with friends, which was cool. But I had slightly bigger aspirations for the whole thing because, I don't know, it took me a long time to uh, – it took me a long time to even like the name because right. it's like, this is the name. This is our name. I hate it, but like, it's no, committing to it. It was I, I, I need to, I need to like, yeah, exactly. And then uh, eventually, I liked it. I tried to justify it at first, like, oh shoot, we spelled it wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Now I just embrace it, and it's just my name. I mean, there was <laughs> points where I wanted, I was thinking, like, what if we rebranded? Because at this point, it's been ten years. And um, I was thinking, what if I changed the name to, like, try to, like, reset, restart. But uh, almost out of laziness, I don't want to. Mm. Because I've already financially invested a lot. Into the name, yeah. If it's, if I pull the plug on the name, I'm pulling the plug on a lot of things. So, especially when we had to part ways with uh, one of our founding members i was really up in debate for that yeah yeah but i don't know i mean ever since that notion a little uh almost a year ago um it was 
I was thinking, should I change the name or should we continue? Is it, it's just me now. I'm the only original member. And then there's Garrett, who's been around for, you know, uh, five, five and a half years. But like the band, the idea that I've had. That it's really been five years with Garrett? 20, almost. Wow. Like 2016 was when we started to work on the Flyhouse EP. But yeah. It, it, it totally does. He, it's a, the Neil Pert situation. He's still the new guy to me. <laughs> I don't think we get in, we get together a, uh, enough to really f- make him feel like anything more than a new guy. <laughs> it's such a weird situation, though, and um, because yeah, I I am the leader of the band. I am the the reluctant leader. We always wanted a singer. We always wanted someone else to take over a lot of the duties. Um, I didn't want to write lyrics and do the vocals. But at the same time, I also did, but I just didn't have the drive. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't have the direction. I mean, but, in, in the beginning, it was kind of just someone has to do it. So right, and we so when figured we did, when was, we did the first, it'll be loud thing. Is well, someone has to, and you did it, but with no coaching, no good coaching. Yeah, I mean, I had <laughs> good potential. Project more. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I just I didn't know how to apply. I still it. don't know what that means. I've. I have not listened to the It'll Be Loud demo since uh, a few months ago when we were digging through those demos, but yeah, um, I still hate it. You still? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I knew I could do better. I, like It took four years before I could do better. Well, the, the cool thing was when we were doing our own demos uh, in uh, Chris's basement, uh, they still sound really good for... You know, I, I've always said that for us not knowing what the hell we're doing, they sound pretty decent for demos. I mean, I mean for official releases, obviously. No. For nobody telling us how to do it, mm-hmm. for learning on YouTube or just plugging in and playing, mm-hmm. yes, they yeah. sound really good. And I'm always proud of what came of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there any plans to... Uh, possibly release them maybe um hint hint wink wink well <laughs> they're sitting like all together in a folder on my computer <clears throat> and i have them labeled and separated into nice little categories mm-hmm. of like here's uh some songs up to like five to seven songs from the 2010 beginning. through 2012 mm-hmm. and those will be an ep and then from the, we had some uh, pre-mixes from the 2014, 20, nope, nope, just 2015 sessions for unfortunate timing. And then some uh, demos from before New Beginning again. With uh, RJ and... No, 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 this is uh, also including Garrett. Oh, yes, Aaron. Uh, Aaron and RJ. It's kind of a, like, 14 to 16 yeah. sessions, so that'll be a second EP. The Deep, Deep Pink Sessions. Yeah, studio. That was that was the studio name. Weird. Um, the studio that our na- neighbor <laughs> undid our electricity mm-hmm. for, because they had to work Saturday night. That and was trippy, wasn't it? <laughs> were the cops involved? I don't remember that. I think they were threatened to call. Yeah, and, well, and the guy was like, so well, "Shut no, the you, power off." You under you understood the agreement and this and that, and and I guess they settled it and. We reluctantly started playing because we're, you know, in the deep part of Lansing. 
so we were kind of hesitant paid 80 bucks for that session i think we did like four hour sessions yep we did two sessions so 160 dollars for that and uh no we 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 did three sessions because we did two songs on the saturday one song on sunday and then one more for like vocals right because we have instrumental tracks for party song Mm -hmm. in a storm randall's pulse and glass house and uh and it's funny i won't go back to those songs because i mean uh party song and in a storm were on unfortunate timing and then glass house was glass house was the one i wanted to go back to and like we're using that on a a new song that we haven't yet recorded Mm -hmm. but it's like up to bat you know it's it's on deck you know right um well, we went back for Randall's Pulse. We took pieces out of that. Yeah, if anyone listening wants to listen, uh, if anybody listening to this podcast wants to hear Randall's Pulse, just listen to the title track off of our 2019 album, Reverie. Available on all streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's oh, that was basically the chorus to that, but the um, the verse riff was just. Yeah, let's do a hard rock song. And yeah, it's a little butt rocky. Dad rocky or whatever. That's whatever. We got compliments for that song in Glass House when we did the uh, Homegrown Throwdown at the Loft. Right. So, so, there, so there is plans, though, to kind of release those demos and just kind of get them out there. Oh, yeah. I guess um, soon people will be able to listen to that, at least on Bandcamp. I don't know if I'm putting that on Spotify. I like how I'm asking questions as if I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> well, okay, no, we have to we have to get this out in the open. Let now. me let, let me ask let me ask because you guys have been recording without me. I've been gone for just about a year, mm-hmm. and uh, um, situation happens, and I am uh, back in Michigan. So can I just formally ask? Um, <clears throat> do you can I join the band again? Okay, so see, okay, um, yeah. While you were gone, we did a cover EP, and we have. Three songs for another EP. This is two bit covers, you, right? <clears throat> yep, two bit uh, cover, two bit puns, two bit punk songs, two bit punk songs. I know you did a uh, um, Nirvana, you did uh, Bloodstains by Agent Orange. Yeah, and uh, Ween, Ween. Uh, Time Beach to Fossils. I want Beach Fossils to hear my cover. That was yeah. that was really special to me. Petition to get uh, Beach Fossils to hear. Is just, this year, right? Uh, yeah, this year. I just need four minutes of your time. <laughs> can you can you spare four minutes of your time to listen to this song that you wrote that oh, we please. did? <laughs> no, I just I love that. Um, yeah, we did that. The covers EP, and then we have another EP that does not involve you that we'll probably probably be releasing. Um, I, I do need assistance with lyrics, so we'll see about that. Um, however, okay, we've had jam sessions, right? Yes. You and me and Garrett. Um, and but I know I, you guys have been auditioning me for the last. Well, okay. No, the guy that was supposed to show up never did. And I wanted you to tell me how the other bass players were going to like perform in the band. Like if anyone's going to have experience for like, are, do you qualify as a bass player for Fall Down Steps? <laughs> are like, you I, good I need, enough to replace me? <laughs> yeah. I need your opinion. But none of them have showed up. So, I mean, since nobody's showing up. You want the gig? I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's official. It, <laughs> it's, it's official. official. Yes. 
I Alexander, no Duke. What was it, Sir Sir, <laughs> Sir William Alexander, Duke of Viewage. Am back in faltered step. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you, I, it's. I almost didn't want to say anything for like another year because, you know, I full transparency. I moved out of state for something that didn't work out, and in less it was less than a year. I came back and like, hey. <laughs> How you guys doing? I'm Keep bored. In <laughs> Keep in mind, I didn't talk to Garrett about any of this. He's the deciding factor. If he says no, it's... I, I'm sorry, man. Oh. So it's not official yet? It's dad's rules. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'm still going to release that EP, but you're going to have credit on that because it's... It, we've already been working together with lyrics, so... Yeah. I mean... I'm trying... You, the the new stuff that you guys wrote without me, uh, you know, minus the covers EP, which is still really good. It's it sounds really good. You you guys didn't miss a beat without me. It's almost like you guys were better without me. Well, one of the okay, we have three <laughs> songs, and one of those songs I was trying to like push on you before you left, and you even wrote lyrics for that one, and I can't find those. What was it? what song was it? The POS lyrics about a. Uh, my douchebag brother. Yeah. Yeah, I'll dox him. I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't have the attention span to listen to an hour-long podcast. Oh, no. Oh, this will be the one time he does. Yeah, if he makes it 14 minutes into a podcast. Yeah, make me another right? sandwich. Um. <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, we're not I'm gonna... being petty. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we. I can't find those lyrics, so um, I don't have anything for that. That's literally the only reason why we haven't finished that EP is I'll try and I'll try and find yeah, them. I need to can. can you ghostwrite? I don't want to give you credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one, that's one thing that um, you know, I I recently gone through a breakup, and when you go through a breakup like that, you uh, the creative juices start flowing. It really t- does uh, uh, trauma, depression. That really does kind of bring something out in you. When what 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 song for you came out of something like that? Not necessarily like a breakup or whatever, but what song has a heavy emotion attached to it? Heavy emotion. Like maybe, maybe it's not directly relate. Like you didn't write like, Oh, this is how she fucked me over. But like, it's still <laughs> musically. You, yeah. Um, just the, the attitude of the riff for internal bleeding off mm. of, uh, 2015, 2015's, uh, unfortunate timing that riff i remember when i was like i i want to play something angry it's the heaviest riff i ever wrote at that time and it was Mm -hmm. about um that recent breakup from uh the my traumatic 20 entire year of 2013 <laughs> so i mean that was that had that spirit and emotion but the lyrics are completely nonsense the lyrics don't the, the lyrics were literally something that i wrote in five minutes that have nothing to do with that but right. the music was like i'm still kind of angry about it yeah and then i kind of revisited that same anger on uh whose fault is it right because uh oh that's just the are we still good if that the monitor shuts off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As long as we're still good. So you <laughs> so you wanted to revisit that anger. 
Yeah, I revisited the uh, not the not so much the anger, just the uh, you know what would happen if I ran into said person again. It's like you know what? No, I'm still kind of mad, <laughs> just because like those that was a year and experience and like there was there was so much that I feel like should have gone differently for myself. But at the same time, by I'm not mad anymore. Like you know, let bygones be bygones. I got nothing more to say. You grew, you healed. Yeah, but like, I was directionless, and because of that, I fell into a bad way, just with so many things that year. Mm-hmm. So, I guess uh, that said, that was kind of like just putting the you know the, the the cherry on top, and the lyrics were somewhat about it that time. For mm-hmm. whose fault is it? It was kind of like that, but it was also kind of like pulling inspiration from uh, Orange Is the New Black because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma and I were um, watch, binge watching that at the time, and there was a scene where um, spoilers for I don't know season three or four, but <laughs> no, I'm one of the anymore. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's over and done with. But one uh, the one inmate kills a guard in the prison and buries him uh, underneath the garden, like chops him up in the, or something, and just like. I literally referenced that scene in the mm-hmm. song. It's just, it's kind of like a conglomeration of feelings about this and Orange is the New Black because this kind of matches my feelings. And that's mm-hmm. what the song's about. So those two are songs that I would say are emotionally tied to like a breakup. Internal bleeding and whose fault? Yeah. Yeah. Directly tied to a breakup, I would say. Yeah. I will, I will say your vocal performance on Fault was really whoa really intense you uh since fly house fly house uh, full transparency before fly house i your vocals were kind of iffy i'm gonna be you know best friend you know i'm being honest with you your vocals were always iffy for me but something happened during the making of fly house because when uh, we did la poule de vood uh la pelle I don't know. I'm not French. I just pulled that from a French term I found on Google, and I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that song, it kicks off with you doing this really great kind of Scott Kelly, and you you nailed it. And that song is still great to listen to. You said neurosis as soon as you first heard that. Yep, first thing. And yeah. it's it still pops up. There's That's, something going on um, outside. Um, Flyhouse is not on any streaming service still, but you can find that on our Bandcamp as like a like a bonus. Yeah, because that that was the first time that Garrett was involved. Now it's I, I kept track of our uh, recording dates. We mm-hmm. started talking about that in 2016, and originally that was like my goal. Like, hey, let's uh, Nathan, let's do an album in a month for let's, for the contest. Right? I wanted to do well. It wasn't even really for the contest. I just wanted to like make music in a month. Mm-hmm. Or, like, let's. Pump out 30 minutes of music in 28 days. You have a studio. Right. Um, so we tried that. Um, we got you involved because mm-hmm. we were kind of cheating and writing in January. And then we recorded it in February with Garrett. Yep. But we didn't make that. We definitely didn't make that 30 minute mark. No, not at all. And then we didn't do it in 28 days because we finished the instruments in April. Mm-hmm. did the vocals in june and then finished it completely the next year right 
<laughs> so it just incubated it for 18 months, I think is what it was. I'm, I'm happy I uh, filmed us recording that because we were really gun ho for it. Everyone was playing really well. Space Jam especially was really, you know, kind of spawned from us jamming. And yeah, uh, that has one of my, I think, my best one of my best bass performances on there. We started working on that like a week after releasing Unfortunate Timing. Yeah. So it's like, hey, let's let's just keep going. That was a really productive time for us. Well, it's out of necessity. If we didn't, we were going to be quitting because uh, Marcus wasn't a part of Faltered Step anymore. Yeah, he, he disappeared. Um, and uh, and then we hit, we let go the singer. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. It and was just like, if we didn't continue with something, that was that rebranding moment of like, let's just create a new band. Oh, well, that was one of the things. We couldn't even come up with a name for the band for months. Right. So, you know, once we figured that out, then it was like, all right, let's 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 do something with this. And then Nathan disappeared. <laughs> he is alive, though. Yeah. I When I got back onto Snapchat, you know, he uh, uh, he is there. He posted something the other day, picture of Woods. I saw that one too. That's yeah. such a. Fun, so I'm happy he's alive. Such a Nathan. I'm gonna reach you. out to Nathan if you ever see this. Coming for you. Yeah. Um. Flyhouse too. Flyhouse too. Um. But since we're talking about that era, we we never. I mean, at least in terms of podcasting, we never really talk about the unfortunate timing era. Um. Because that was a really, it was a really weird time. Because the beginning of that, it was m- you, me, Sean, yep. and RJ. And we had to let RJ go because we had uh, conflicting schedules and kind of conflicting kind of attitudes. Personalities at the time. That was one of those things. He wanted to hang out. Yeah. I definitely wanted something more. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I can reconcile those differences now. Oh, we're, we're all going to hang out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and we're gonna record it, and we're we're gonna ask you why you fired him, why I fired him. <laughs> it was both of us. I'm sorry, RJ. We um, were at Guitar Center. No, we weren't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sent a message to him. No, you you uh, that was uh, not the other Aaron Austin. We remember Austin we fired a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> we fired. <laughs> Austin called me asking to borrow money. Remember? And we were just like, you know what? We're done. <laughs> we're done. Because <laughs> he had like a gambling problem. Anyway, that's... I'm... I have nothing... We're focusing on the wrong thing. <clears throat> yes. So, Austin was pre-unfortunate timing. Yeah, he doesn't count. He's not real. Um, so we unfortunately let RJ go. And it was just us. We managed to recruit back Marcus for the sessions. And... One thing that was really cool about Marcus, we had did the homegrown throwdown with RJ and Sean. He listened to, I, you remember this? He, he listened listen- to Internal Bleeding, which is yeah. crappy phone audio. He, he listened it to it two, maybe three times. Nailed it. Yeah, I remember that. And, of course, I mean, the songs that we did with him before that, I mean, it was still like... Even though we had not jammed with him for two years, he was like, all right, let me bust out, survive. Survive in a storm. He still. Yeah. I, I almost regret changing that last minute. In a storm? Acu- yeah, because we made really? that an acoustic song last minute. 
I thought I thought it translated really well. I think it was. I thought we were trying it full band, and it just wasn't translating. I I had this idea, and I still like the idea, but like there are certain um, neurosis songs or inflamed songs that I've heard where like the drums are going nuts, but the guitar is slow and clean. Yep. And I was feeling that for in a storm, so I was thinking, well, let's let's uh, now that we had um we had a cl- uh, a demo track of the guitar electric guitar with Marcus, but I decided since we had that drum track all set and he was high energy for it let me play acoustic over it Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a good idea at the time i I still like what came of it overall but alview did a version that i like a lot better that's acoustic (laughs) so now i wish i had the electric version back because we i mean all we have of that version is the demos from Mm -hmm. deep deep pink so and uh, not the biggest fan of those. Maybe the song was never meant to be distorted. Maybe the song shouldn't exist because it's about my first girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> was that your first? I mean, we're not going to dwell on this, but I thought that was like your third girlfriend. I'm it not doesn't a, matter. I'm not a whore, man. <laughs> one of not the, with that one of the One of the first, yes. And it still exists and forever the memory is implanted in the history of this band yeah. because hey that was one of the songs that made it through three demo sessions and an album and then we never nobody did it again. stopped me <laughs> i mean it's a it's still like for you as a kid writing a song like that it's still the lyric the lyrics i'm going to use i'm going to use a word that i don't usually use to describe your lyrics it's lovely you don't. None of my lyrics have been <laughs> lovely since. But I I think that song has really aged really well. Um, but concerning unfortunate timing, what's your favorite thing about that era? What Do you have a favorite song? Is there a certain memory that you associate with that? Because for me, um, it was it's a lot of little things. Um, watching uh, Marcus drum and just nail these drum tracks with to no click. Um, that's one thing, um, me doing the lead solo thing at the end of party song, like, yeah, the, the final outcome kind of was a muddy mix admittedly, but I still think it's a hype song. And I think the solo at the end that I did was really punky. 10 at one point in the, uh, final mix of party song, there's like 10 guitar tracks going on Mm -hmm. at once. And I regret that. Um, I, I, I feel like I have, I've mentioned more regrets about the era than, uh, at like bonuses. Me too. But I mean, all of it was a learning experience. If there's one thing I take away from it, it was the fact that at that time, and it feels so long ago, but it felt like a really nice send off and a good last hurrah for Marcus, the, not just that, but not just him, but like in a, in a storm survive it'll be loud especially getting chris involved oh like at that, that point, era kind we of. had we had long parted ways with chris and like those those days are really reserved for like just our childhood memories at this point but it was like along with marcus like that was like now we're getting this out of the way all of that could have worked but it was literally unfortunate timing yeah which that phrase just still haunts us today i hate it i hate it so much but it was it was perfect and yeah. um Ever since then, I felt like I've been trying to find exactly what I'm supposed to do with my talent, my ability to play guitar, 
Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do with it? And I feel like I've actually been able to focus on that no matter how hard it's been ever since we just got the old demos out of the way. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'd be holding on to those songs until we recorded them. Because that was literally why Unfortunate Timing happened. Like, I want to get all our old songs that are still good on there. And I feel mm-hmm. like... If it was... were, if it, you remember me, if it were up to me, we would have recorded all those demos. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, But we just, that's not feasible. Marcus disappeared before we even talked about um, Glass House, but that was almost on the album. Yeah. We, we, were, we just never started it. Because uh, I remember him practicing that. And he was like, let me try this one really cool drum thing in the beginning of the song. And he was, like, working on it. And he told us to shut up for a minute so he can practice. <laughs> and, like, I looked at him like, wow, he's really, like, invested in this again. I miss this guy. I haven't seen him in two years looking and like this. And then that was the last practice we did with him. <laughs> yeah, he he disappeared. And, you know, I've, I've said sort of rude things on previous podcasts. But, you know... Uh, with everything I've gone through this year, I'm learning to just let shit go. And, you know, I hope he's doing well now. He's not in uh, legal immigrants anymore. I've seen their posts because I do hope for the best. Um, if anything, I, I do associate Marcus with a lot of uh, just the the happier parts of, like, hanging out with friends. Yeah. So, like, Marcus was always, like, the coolest friend I had as far as musical people. And then I got to involve, and it's nothing against you. It's nothing <laughs> against literally anyone else. But Marcus was like, oh, look, it's a popular kid. He's a popular and... <laughs> kid. He's all, he's almost always funny. Yeah. Just, Even just when talking. he's half he's, asleep. He's, he's a, it, it's, it was a good time to hang out with him. And Remember when I, he took a nap in the drum bag? That has happened um, a few times. And not, not just uh, we, uh, him and I were in a band called... Uh, him and I and oh, what was the band name? Oh Goddess. We uh, we came up with that name, but we never did anything more than like three or four songs, and that was with different friends. And I asked Marcus to be a part of that. Um. Uh, <laughs> that w- that was a fun time, and that was another one of those times where we would hang out, and uh, he fell asleep in the drum bag. I feel like because <laughs> we were uh, up uh, drinking and watching anime. <laughs> um, real quickly um two favorite songs from unfortunate timing two favorites like if you had to take two not not what you would play in a set like not what you would show people what it, i mean yeah maybe just what what are your two go-to songs for unfortunate timing honestly um i feel like i could pick the two that I still that we still play, and that'd be Party Song and Bongo because I I love those songs. Mm-hmm. But I I guess my two favorites. It just goes back to, it'll be loud. It's an easy song and it's mm-hmm. intense. And it's and the first I've song. Always, it's our it was our very first song, and I've always wanted to like mash that up with Soldier Head, <laughs> Newstead Soldier Head, because it's the same riff. Yeah, but we did it first. We did it first. We wrote that in two thousand. Jason Newstead, you owe us royalties. Yeah, you you that was copyright infringement. Okay, we wrote our song in like two thousand and ten. You can hear my bass. <gasps> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I just we wrote that three years earlier, and then he comes out with Soldier Head as a single in 2013, and it's like this is great, but it sounds very familiar. I remember the first time we heard it, we were bo- we both looked at each other. Why does this sound familiar? <laughs> Yeah, I always wanted to mash the two together, though, because it was the same notes. So I was like, oh, that would be fun. That would make the song more interesting for me. But I also never want to play the song again. Yeah. Because it's like, that's... It's I mean, a Chris song, too. I yeah. He does I, a killer song. I can't do the lead. I, I, I won't. That and Survive, I just won't. Another, another thing that I was thinking about was my uh, bass performance on uh, Internal Bleeding. Because I... I uh, the the cool thing Marcus is such a drum machine that in no disrespect RJ I think but he's he's acknowledged this like our RJ was a little more looser like you can easily keep up with him whereas Marcus you know he was he didn't need a click so it was more of a challenge to remember you made a comment about how fast I was going to watching that was one of the highlights of that whole recording session i remember there were like different takes for internal bleeding but uh that was the moment i realized that i did not know a single better bass player in the (laughs) entire state of michigan and i was going to hold on to you for as long as possible because that that was tough that was a hard thing because he was playing it fast, so and the riff, and instead of me being creative, I just followed it, and but you did it an octave up, and you did these fills. That's one of the things that, like, for this last year when I was writing music, and uh, I would record things with Garrett, um, I wrote the riff, and then we would do the riff. We would layer all the guitar parts bass was always secondary i never thought of like oh crap how am i gonna play the bass for this song mm-hmm. never once gave it a thought until it was like hey do you want to put bass in this oh yeah sure let me plug in and then i'd plug in and the only reason that bass guitar was even on the covers ep or like the new demos that haven't been um finished is because i have a sense of confidence on bass because of subatomic meteor shower mm-hmm. but like if I didn't have that, honestly, I'd probably have to hire a bass player for this stuff because mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I had that casual experience and everything I learned from you, but then actually just doing it in subatomic, like, okay, now I have a sense of what Alex was doing for unfortunate timing. That's like, a little bit. But that that was another question I was going to ask was, um, how did you approach, um, even though it was less than a year, basically, how did how was the few, first few sessions without me? Was it awkward, or did you guys just hop in and start hammering away? It was weird because it was it, there was definitely just a. I definitely felt like something was missing, mm. and I was pretty sad about that for a while. And uh, well, I was sad too, especially when I heard what you guys were coming up with. Yeah, because <laughs> I I was thinking like that is killer. I wish I was there to hear that and to give input and but one one thing i will i want to compliment you is you i i i always say i'm more of a chaotic writer i'm more in the moment going with it you know if it sounds weird whatever like we wrote it right now at this time whereas you're more methodical you're more musically inclined you you have more structure 
you're more that doesn't make sense to this part like let's let's work on this a little bit more and have it make sense but we all we've always been like this at least you know with rj through marcus through garrett we try to have it to where everyone is as happy as we can be with yeah a song and i think we're a lot better with it now and now that we're down to three yeah <laughs> we found a guy who can tolerate us and it's just as goofy yeah and he, and he they've all been around. lactose intolerant all of our drummers have been lactose intolerant. Yeah. And that spreads because I have discovered I'm lactose intolerant as well. If I find out I'm lactose intolerant, I'm killing everybody because I <laughs> fucking love cheese. <laughs> a side yeah. note, I was the best man at this gentleman's wedding. He was. He and was uh, a week prior, uh, I went out uh, drinking with a good friend of mine and we got these uh, cheese cheese ball like these little cheese curd things like mozzarella sticks and we i got them for the sole intention of sharing them with this friend he barely had any i ate a pound of cheese by myself did a charlie kelly from always sunny yep could not shit for a week (laughs) could not shit and the wedding day came up and i'm like holding my gut half the day just like i can't shit I don't know how I'm going to do this. And there's pictures of me, like, in between. Like, that picture is still my favorite. I want to see it again. I I lost it. Where I'm in between. You're smiling. The best day of your life. She's smiling. Best day of her life. And I'm in the middle just... (laughs) But I did a good best man speech. You did. Dying, but... That's fine. (laughs) And then a good... And then a... One of the groomsmen uh, did the shots thing, and I'm like, I don't think I should have a shot if I can't shit. He's like, oh, it'll be fine. And I did. That was a bad idea. Fun times, man. Yeah, fun times. Fun times. I, th- um, I thought that was pertinent. Yeah. We, sure. like, to, we like to have fun here. <laughs> um, um, lactose intolerance. What were we talking about before that? Drummers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, uh, yeah, we're all happy, and I, I just, I've always loved that when we have the chance, and this is why, like, unfortunate timing is literally our theme, because we don't always have the chance, yeah. but when we do, we're in and out. I've, we have always gotten compliments. Maybe you have not heard this, but every <clears throat> time at uh, Rio Town, uh, the, the studio, before mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jason closed it, and uh, at Elm Street, or with anybody, with Nathan, they've always said, we get it done quickly. It doesn't take that long. Yeah, Unfortunate we, timing took a year only because we couldn't put those 10 days together yeah, in a week. Timing. You you, you were building your life. Uh, I was, we were all were working like crazy. Yeah, it just, it never, like, schedules never worked out. But literally, when we got together, we made the best of it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we, we just, we made it. And now with, like. And you, you know, you know, no, that adds to that we practice pretty regularly we always did uh back then it was at least once a week or once every other week and we didn't we didn't do any studio time or anything until we knew exactly what we wanted to do the only exception being trip on the horizon which we pretty much wrote that in studio uh yeah i I would that that was one of the if i could could change one thing about reverie that would be that song 
because it just doesn't feel full. Yeah, it feels like it w- it needed more time in the oven. But but we, not much. It's still solid. We had it and we did it. It's there. I'm proud of yeah. it. But let's see. Um, we also released a cover of Pink Floyd's Sorrow, our namesake song. That took about as long as it did to do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we we talked we talked about um doing sorrow for ages and it wasn't until I threatened to leave the band that's like, oh, we'll do sorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't threaten to leave, but yeah. It, it, it took the, the band falling apart and the possibility of ending everything. Yeah. Um, which is also li- literally the theme to the song Reverie. <laughs> um, and I realized that, yeah, we should do that. At least try to do this. Because, again, we got that done in three sessions. Mm-hmm. That entire cover was like three four hour sessions mm-hmm. and uh i mean honestly it was right place right time finally because mm-hmm. anytime before garrett i would have never imagined covering that song in the way that we did mm-hmm. garrett brought that exact sound that i wanted i wanted to hear programmed drums like the original i wanted to hear synth but dirtier or something different i wanted a heavy guitar it's Which you nailed by the way thank you um, that I took inspiration from a band called, uh, a French band called minus human. Mm-hmm. They sound ba- I can base, I could say, uh, I had inspiration from Gojira cause they sound very similar, mm-hmm. but I found them because of the song minus human by Metallica. I was searching up to, I wanted to see on YouTube the, uh, the, ver- I wanted to hear the version that was mixed without the uh, orchestra. And I found this band called minus human listen to them one album thick heavy harmonizing guitars Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what i did for the sorrow cover and uh well if i'm doing that then i don't have to do solos because i'm not gonna try to do a david gilmore solo i'm not david gilmore i'd rather get chris (laughs) to come in and do david gilmore but honestly i i'm just glad that it, it was the version i wanted to do and uh, i'm i'm proud of it too like uh my uh my bass performance on it I'm, i was really i melded as much of the original as well as the live version because uh, uh guy pratt does a really uh lively you know bass performance on the live version so i tried to emulate that a little bit one of the uh bass fills you do in the very beginning when the drums kick in mm-hmm. I, I can hear it in my head because it makes me think of an actual whale sound. Right. Like, just, hey, you hit that high note and it's just... I, I, I didn't do it exactly like Guy. I did it more my way. and It sounds great, though, and I really yeah. like it. And it just, it's that... It's got that oomph. Yeah. And I, I just, I love it. It definitely feels faltered step. That's another thing I was really proud of. It's a very faltered step cover. Um a good thing to proceed more uh, covers from us the cool th- the cool thing that about faltered step right now and you know and survi- surrounding uh projects uh i'll view 52 or whale um and subatomic like you said um there's a lot of music um coming out subatomic uh was sitting on an album for about a year or so since covid um but that's officially out today i mean the um, other day yeah um, as of yesterday as of the uh, 10th. Yep, as of the 10th. 
of December 2021. Uh, you can listen to Subatomic on the same fashion. You can listen to Fly, uh, Fly House on our band camp. Yeah. They are not official releases because the band is on indefinite hiatus. The album is called uh, Before I'm Gone um subatomic meteor shower that's one of those unfortunate timing yeah. album titles was like let's name it before i'm gone because of the lyrics in one of the songs yeah. but also because you were leaving yeah. <laughs> so see, i was the glue apparently see um around the same time that the bass player for Vulture step was announcing his departure from the <laughs> band subatomic meteor showers singer was also departing yeah it was the same guy no, he was leaving two bands. How dare he? Ugh, he left three bands. Yeah, Grave Moth. Yeah, and they're they're done, done. Sadly, they never recorded that cover that they played live of Pink Floyd. They did it. You guys, you guys did a uh, uh, second album. Uh not one more light. It's let there, let there be. Let, let, there be be more, let there be more light. Let there be more light. Okay, that's that was the full title. That was intense to hear live. Mm-hmm. That, that, that turned out better than I thought. It, we jammed it a couple times. I thought, this probably isn't going to translate. And it did. I, I fucked up the lyrics, but it still... It was perfect for me. And then, you know, you guys never recorded it. That sucks. But that can be heard on Spotify. I have listened to that numerous times. The right? Grave Moth album, yeah. yeah. That that's a good thing. I was really proud of that one too. I have I have a couple of vocals on that too. Um, let's see. There's something else we we're going to talk about. Oh yeah. Um, so subatomic meteor shower before I'm gone. Uh, uh, Faltered Step has re- just released the two bit covers thing. Yep, two bit punk covers. Um, and we're in the process of trying to work on another EP. Yep, we have an EP that's going to be released. Um, three songs that have me playing bass and guitar and Garrett on drums, and I'm probably going to do the vocals for that um, right. soon. But then after that, we have that's where I really start coming in. And yeah, you're. Your your involvement comes with the next two EPs, and I can't see us doing a full album again for. Yeah, because you mentioned that earlier this year, where it just with time and everything, it's easier to just do pocket. And just with the nature of things, I I I find myself falling for it as well. Like people shouldn't do full albums anymore. Yeah. It's more organized. Yeah, sure, but I don't know. I was from some of the artists that i listen to i i've been getting into some pop that there's been a resurgence of this uh pop punk mm-hmm. but like i'm still bored four songs in yeah, not because it... it's bad but i'm just i gotta change it there's so much music i can't focus on just you and it, it the thing that sucks is when you when you have a goal to do a full album there's always going to be a filler song i mean it there uh, and I I suffered from that from my first EP. Uh, there was like uh, the wind. Uh, yeah, it's poetry. I'm fucking reading shit out loud. But that and then I added a uh, the West cover. It, it was I was really pull, trying to pull something out of nothing. And honestly, when it comes to artists like us, because we're autists, um, we should just 
do two or three, maybe four, really good songs that we're really proud of, work on them, hammer them out, and you know release those. And yeah. you know if the demand starts building, okay, do another four songs and that's, see it see you again in six months or something. Right, and that's what I'm I'm looking forward to because we have that. Um, I haven't really discussed the structure of the second EP for you, but uh, we're I really want to do a Great Lakes Weather Company song. Mm-hmm. Um, endless desires. I've already gotten permission from the, uh, the, the the singer or the the what do you call it when you know you're the like the not the brain. It's basically Miles. Yeah, he's it was it's his project. I got his permission. We're good friends. Um, the, to cover that song, Great Lakes Feather Company is a fantastic band. They he unfortunately stopped doing the project. Yeah, he retired the name, but. I don't know. I, I had fun for the brief moment that I was auditioning to be in the live band. And that's where I learned the song, Endless Desires. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really want to do a cover, like a, the heavy cover of that. And we did that doom metal cover that oh, yeah. Emma says sounds like all gone to her. Really? And I just, I couldn't see it at first. But then I was like, okay, we have kind of done heavy like this. Mm-hmm. But it needed that more sound. And uh, Garrett added... It's that synth sound, yeah, like the the same synth from Sorrow, and now I feel like that's our sound now. That's the connection. That's that's this is us moving forward. We yeah, could so- write songs like All Gone, but now we can write songs that have depth and layers and thickness. Sorrow is kind of like this bridging point where right. it bridges us to a new era in the band. Where you know it just took me leaving for a minute to. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay, he's gone. Now we can actually do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got... So Faltered Step has... Th- there's going to be stuff coming out next year a lot for Fault. Oh, and uh, uh, should we save that surprise for when it's released? The little... <laughs> the little bootleggy thing? Or should oh, we announce yeah. it here? We have a lot banked up, basically. Yeah. Um, two new EPs that we're working on simultaneously that will be released. I'm hoping uh, by next year. We're planning something for the five year anniversary for uh, New Beginning again. Um, and yeah, for Christmas before all of that, we'll be releasing a nasty, dirty bootleg from Max Bar, which unfortunately kicked the bucket during the pandemic. But we we have had fond memories playing at Max Bar, no matter how terrible it was to be on stage. <laughs> I don't know that the, the the bootleg is a recording of me three beers in, and I still remember during party song. You may have remember like I may have told you this before, but like keep in mind I was drinking too. I know you were drinking, but I may have told you the story. But there was a scream like I, I was at that screaming point at the very end of party song where I held that scream so long. I had like a whiteout moment. Mm. My eyes were closed. You didn't tell me this. And I just, I was like, ah. and I just, everything faded away. And all of a sudden I did not feel like I even had control of my arms. Mm. I was still playing, but all of a sudden I was like elevated, mm-hmm. not out of body, but like completely in bliss mm-hmm. and uh i wish it sounded better on the bootleg but man it felt great and that's 
literally the reason I miss live shows. Yeah. Because I want to experience that again. Any show that I play is to experience that again. It's probably because of lack of oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) But it felt amazing to just get on stage and scream. Mm -hmm. And I think that's literally the, it's what I want more than anything. And that, that, uh, I was thinking about it. I think that Max Bar was our last gig before the pandemic. Yes. We might have done one at the Avenue. I'm not sure. But I don't know if I want to count that because I don't... I don't rem- yeah. I don't quite remember the Avenue as well. But Max Bar was like the last like big gig that we had a crowd for. We had, yeah. Like, we had energy for. We opened for Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Great people. Great I people. still want to do... Something. So, yeah, no, I mean, Brian's invited me to, like, jam with them before, and it just never worked. We we made plans, and then I was like, hey, I had to cancel those plans because I forgot my birthday was the same day. It was like, hey, like, come over. It's like, no, I, I kind of can't. <laughs> I, uh, I talked w- with him that night, and I found out that he's a big King Crimson fan. Of course he is. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. So I had this dream, like, Brian, if you, Brian and Joe, if you hear this, um, 21st century schizoid man live we can do it i think i still remember the riff i've learned that and we we can do it our way like yeah obviously we're not going to do the whole well you're not going to do the no i mean we can do that part i'm just saying but not the whole like exactly note for note no we did the short easy version just want to give a shout out yeah to mr denton on doomsday I don't really know where you can find their music. They're not really on Bandcamp. They're on Spotify. But it's old stuff. Have they done anything new yet? I have not. I've heard new music from them at one point, either from the live show or maybe a a demo off the phone. They Mm -hmm. can listen to this. I know I've seen them play their their new stuff live. It's... It sounds like Origami Trail, but better. Yeah, okay. Like they they certainly had that sound and like kept it, but may just did more. But I haven't heard anything since. And mm-hmm. I, um, of all the local bands that we have had been buddy buddy with, some of them have broken up, some of them <clears throat> moved away. I you know, I, I'll never forget some of them. But like the guys in Denton were like the nicest people and i miss them the most they were the nicest they always have good energy um good people good lyrics and the, the albums uh they, they, they translate really well yeah um but yeah so i have not forgotten um talking to joe on facebook that we, we briefly mentioned this is years ago mm-hmm. but we briefly talked about covering best of you by food fighters Yes, I have never forgotten, and I've I still want to do that. But that, that would be easy to do. Yeah, it would be. That's I, I I can play it. It's just it's hard on my pinky the way I play it because my right. pinky never moves. So faltered step has this uh, live EP coming out soon. We got yeah to, that. <laughs> just jumping back on the point, um, we uh, we we still got to figure out the name, but it, that'll come out soon. Um, Alview uh, has. A couple of releases also planned for next year. Um, of course, this uh, upcoming one. Um, well, you know, I'm just going to announce it here. Uh, it'll, it'll be a surprise to the social media people. But um, 
uh, Endless. Endless is has been remixed, remastered by Garrett Bush, drummer, Faltered Step. Um, it sounds amazing. Um, it's going to include an acoustic version of Astronaut. Um, decided to remix and remaster it because it is some music that I was really proud of. RJ is a really good friend of mine. He, we, it came from a jam session and I just added shit to it later and kind of a spiritual successor to fly house sort of. Yeah. That's what I was actually going to say. Like, I remember reading the lyrics. It's like, this sounds like familiar in theme. Yeah. That's cool. Like, we, we should just make it mash up. I'm game for bringing my end of fly house yeah. back. I would love to do a lapel divide in 20 years again. Um, no matter how much you hate the riff for 20 years. Yeah. I always thought it was a unique song in that. I just, I loved the intensity of and then smooth jazz with me talking or something. And then the intense chorus. That was my favorite thing to do. I would love to do that again. Fun fact, guys. The demo name for that song was called Alex Hates. He hated the riff. He wrote the riff. He hated the riff. Yeah. He hated the riff. Why would he write the riff if he hated the riff? He hated the riff. So anyway, <laughs> all of you. Um, yeah, so the Endless EP, that's the Endless re-release. We'll just call it that. Um, that'll be out on the anniversary of uh, December 23rd. Keep an eye out for that. And then sometime after that, um, uh, it's called Fairview. It's, it's the breakup album. Because, you know, when you go through a breakup, you got to write an album. Yep. Gotta do it. Um, really, some of the most personal music I've made, um, and some I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Some great writing on there, I think. And I'm gonna try to get Zach to do some guitar stuff on there too, because there's some songs that seem a little empty and they need a little bit of a, a little bit of love, a little bit of a Allen wrench in there, you know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, 52 Hertz Whale, he's always doing something. Yep. I, Garrett, we uh, did a song together. We're going to, I'm not going to go into too much about it, but me and Garrett did a song together. Is, uh, what was that song? <laughs> uh, the demo name is called Help Me Gottfried. Yeah. But I won't, um, I won't I'm not going to go too much into detail because I want it to be a surprise, but I, I just spoiled it. Due to unforeseen circumstances, the day that you... You guys wrote that song. I wrote. I recorded the demo for Red Death. Yep. And we and in that time, it was the same day we normally do our weekly band practice, and it was literally the most productive band practice we've ever had. We recorded two whole songs. We just weren't together. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're clearly Alex. You and I are better off apart. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Um, no, I'm I'm excited. Uh, is that going to be a 52 hertz song, or is uh, that just like? I honestly, because Garrett did most of the work, almost all of the work, I kind of want to just let him, maybe just have it feature me. Okay. Because that makes it easier on the label head. Yeah, it, it's just because he he. I'm gonna I'm gonna pra- I'm gonna praise Garrett. He is a wizard. He can make. A song from nothing to like 80% done in like one session. He is the wizard. He does yeah. wizard shit to, uh, he is 
you know, he, he's entirely responsible for the two-bit punk covers. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's do, we're doing all the EPs. We take all of, uh, you know, you have all of your Alview stuff mixed and matched. Yeah, he's, he's handling right. all that, too. He is he's definitely building his portfolio beyond, like, and with all of the stuff he has done by himself with 52 as well is so impressive. Um, it's just the, the, like the range of styles and sampling and the, uh, it's just everything. He's every creative. I'm so excited for his new release. That's probably, I think, uh, if I remember the schedule, I, I want to finalize the schedule of the uh, record label tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, I think that's going to come out mid January. Mm-hmm. So we have, New 52 Hertz Whale coming out in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably new Alview in February. Yeah, new Al, new Alview. Uh, Whenever you Alview can do your remixed part. Yeah. in December. Yep. New in February. December of this month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're finally like, it doesn't seem like it, but we're like, as far as like the public eye, but I'm really excited because whenever we've been able to get together, I said this before, whenever we've been able to get together, we get things done. And now we actually have the ability to do it more often yep like before it's like yeah when we finally get into a studio we're gonna knock out eight songs in like four sessions and we do it but it costs like eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars but now we have all it's taken us a decade to get all this stuff together now we can just do it Mm -hmm. so Next year is going to be a very active year, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Expect a lot from everything Faltered Step related or Degradation Label related. I've never officially announced that name. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping on top of all these new releases, we're going to have a website for Degradation <laughs> Records because I have not made anything official with that, except for the fact that if you look on all of our releases, it says degradation records it's the only thing that makes it official i do want to throw out there to all the listeners out there that do want to support the bands um yeah all this music that we've mentioned it is available on band camps um uh you know the spotify's mostly i think there's no spotify title apple music a lot of yeah like every streaming site Mm mm-hmm if Basically. you if you want to support us directly, definitely consider buying the shit through uh, Bandcamp because that uh, yeah Bandcamp takes a percentage, but that also directly helps us to make more music. And that's the thing: when you buy our album, it helps us to make more albums. Like we're that it that's, comes out of our like all of this is a passion project. Yeah, I um I would love like for more people to hear it i I mean i love seeing the increase in like streaming um but you know that support helps especially on Bandcamp fridays i mean one time i think we had somebody buy our album on amazon i'm not gonna complain yeah i I love it but and and, you know like the they they take the biggest chunk out (laughs) and you know obviously if you can't you know buy the album you know everyone's struggling right now um then yeah listen spotify YouTube, whatever, wherever it pops up, but yeah, definitely consider you know helping helping us out because you know we're just trying to get by. We want to make music. It helps us deal with the bullshit that is life. Um, yeah, the sorrow. <laughs> let's let's end on less stressful. Not that this was stressful. 
I had a great time talking with you, Zach. I, I always enjoy talking I, with you. I hope we can do this again. I would like, like very soon. Like in the next 10 minutes. There was, this was a lot of uh, band talk. And yeah. there's, of course, other things you can pick apart with. So yeah. I would like I that do. very much. Yeah, let's let's talk less official. This is the come down. Um, and plus, we're going to wrap it up soon because my back is starting to hurt. I want to talk to you about Marvel. 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 Do you ever get Marvel fatigue? Because here's my issue. I don't know. They reboot Superman one more time. I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> You're pissing off everybody now. <laughs> Wait, what? Because um, <laughs> here's my relationship with Marvel right now. Um, the moment I, I got lucky when I saw uh, Endgame. Uh, right at the height of, right I think like two or three days it came out. Uh, I went to visit my dad down in Battle Creek, and I decided after visiting him, oh, I'm going to go see a movie. I'm going to go see the movie. The theater was empty. I saw Endgame in an empty theater. Like wow. two days. Like I don't think you even saw it yet. Did you, or did you see I it opening night? I saw it opening night. Okay, so yeah, you did see it. Um, anyway, so I saw it. An amazing movie. Uh, Endgame and Infinity War, both amazing movies. But I felt this weight lifted off me because I saw all the movies with you mostly and it was okay. That was a lot. That, (laughs) that was a lot. It's like visiting every state at least once. Like, (laughs) okay. Um, that's it. But then the realization, Oh, they're going to do more. (sighs) Whoa. They're going to do more. Now I'm not saying that in so much as a negative way, but because I'm always I'm a I'm a Spider Man I'm a Spider Man boy. I love Spider Man. Yeah. I will always see a Spider Man movie. But the surrounding properties, it's hard for me to keep that interest that I had for like the Iron Mans and all yeah. that because um, WandaVision, I'm gonna be honest, it started off strong and then it kind of went whatever. Um, I still haven't finished. I haven't really started uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I loved Loki. That whole that whole season was great. Yeah. Uh, still haven't seen Black Widow, and it. I don't feel the strong urge to see those things. So my my question to you is: Do you get Marvel fatigue, or are you always interested? Like, are you always like, I want to see where this goes next? So, because also I have to add. The formula is the same for most of the movies. You know that the hero is more than likely going to get out on top. Yes, but how? It's always the yes. journey. It's it's the journey, and yes, the big Thanos arc, the big everything. Like I will never forget, like being excited for Avengers in the theaters, and then like having that tease of who's that guy? I didn't know who Thanos was in 2012. Mm-hmm. I just like oh, purple face. What does that mean? And I looked him up, and I was like, oh, oh this is a big deal. <laughs> okay. But, like, on top of that, I was just loving the fact. I mean, one of my favorite bands was, like, playing right after the credits. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. It was yeah. their first new song. I'm like, ah, oh, this movie is literally the greatest thing in my life. Mm-hmm. I love Avengers. And then from that and that high that I was just on until Infinity War and Endgame, because I saw it in a packed theater. Mm-hmm, me too. I had. Oh, you no, wait, wait. Endgame? Endgame. Oh, sorry. I was 
I was, I, still st- I was still thinking of the first Avengers movie. Oh, you're fine. No, I'll... we were together for the first first Avengers movie. I re- <laughs> sorry, I'm getting tired. But, um, <laughs> you're fine. Um, no, Endgame. I saw that in a packed theater, and they were loud. I mean, cheering for that movie. Yep. It was like, ah, it's when happening. When the Hulk changed. I'm still focused on the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. No. Uh. Just everything. It yeah. was. It was a wonderful time. But after that, I was like, I was excited because they um. They screwed themselves by announcing a Spider-Man movie afterwards. But how can you not? Yeah. Like, you're going to... I mean, back when 2013, 14, they announced, like, oh, yeah, we're doing Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. And then a movie called Inhumans afterwards. I'm thinking, how are you going to make me care about Inhumans after you do Infinity War? Mm-hmm. And then they changed all of that, and humans tanked as a TV show, and then you announced Spider-Man as the end, the the epilogue of the whole thing. Like, how is Spider-Man moving forward after all of this crap? Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as I saw that, and I saw like, okay, so they're kind of teasing this a little bit. It's like, all right, well, <sighs> sure, let's go on. But I have no idea how you're gonna hook me, right? And then they announce all these crazy, off-the-wall, bonkers ideas. Like, like WandaVision. And- WandaVision. I had no idea what to think of that. It's a dumb title. Yeah. Why? It makes sense now. Doctor Strange <clears throat> and the Multiverse of Madness. That sounds bonkers. I can't wait for that one to make sense. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Yeah, that too. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. And I've seen a clip of that. He got Mark Ruffalo in that yeah. right away. As, you know, Professor Hulk. All this stuff is just bonkers. I wish they could do it with, you know, Tony Stark's Iron Man. But, like, now that he's not there sucking in all the air, they, they really can let all these other characters breathe. And had this been 20 years ago, it, it would have been... It, it still is Star Trek. It's the Star Trek of this age. Mm-hmm. And if it was Star Trek, me and my wife would not be together because she does not like star trek <laughs> but she gets along with all the marvel i don't stuff. blame her <laughs> but um i am not experiencing fatigue whatsoever i'm excited for spider-man i'm excited for literally anything i do gotta give get a rant here and i and i think you're gonna agree with me um i i have fallen down the rabbit hole of tiktok okay and i mean you 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 control yourself but i i've been you know not a lot going on in my life so, um, I will say this, um, I feel like I've already watched the fucking movie cause everyone's just talking about it so much. So I will say to like the Marvel fandom, chill, <laughs> whatever happens, the movie's still going to be good. Chill. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's all been confirmed that they're in the movie, right? It's not been confirmed. Oh, it's not been confirmed? It's not officially confirmed. Andrew Garfield is still vehemently denying it. Hmm. Nobody's really asked Toby for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) Like, just whatever. And um, what's her name? Kristen Dunst. Oh, she wants to be old Aunt Aunt, uh, She wants to be old Mary Mary Jane. Jane, Yeah. It's like, but she said she wasn't talked to. It's like, okay. Now I don't believe that at all. And, uh. It's like they, they all might as well look into the camera and be like, Wait. they are. There was literally a featurette of like Tom Holland was in, in one of those commercials. Like, I'm going to be joined here by um, two very special guests. And, it, you know, 
the usual people come out and it's like who else would it be is literally what he said yeah. it's like don't stop Did playing you, with us there stop is playing with me there is this clip of uh tom uh zendaya is that her name zendaya yes um and uh ned ned jacob so they're they're reacting to the trailer yeah and you you know the whole thing about the brazilian trailer thing yeah uh i don't know if they were reacting to that but there's a tiny little part that you know again people marvel again marvel fandom calm down but they notice that one point uh tom goes wait where's the Oh, never mind. <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Oh, he's talking about fucking, uh, fucking Toby. He's naked somewhere." Um, I, it, but and b- because I guess Tom spoiled something in the I original circuit, something. but uh, he, uh, they, they hang on every word. It's like, are you gonna say it? Are you gonna say it? You should just say it. You should just say it. And you know the the funny thing is, he could say it. I mean, I mean, he'll get like you know probably sued by Disney and stuff. But like you know, Marvel sniper. I want, I want, I want the fandom to think about this. Let's say he just says it. Let's say this was like two months ago and he just says it. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, they're in the movie. Um, and they both die. You know what I genuinely want though? What? If because <laughs> Andrew Garfield has been absolutely shutting it down that yeah. he's not in it. If he's in the he's movie, doing musicals too and stuff right now. Yeah. If he's in the movie though. I still want him to absolutely shut it down that he's not in the movie. <laughs> like 10 like, years they from show, now, it's they, like, that's cool and all. I mean, I wish they called me for that so I could be a part of it. <laughs> I just imagine him popping up in the movie. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> I, I don't know. They just they just asked me to be here. I don't know why I'm here. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for everything. I've... Uh, heard some rumors i will not dip into because next week might be a big week if for you... hawkeye right can i spoil something for you uh don't because i kind of do want to watch hawkeye okay it's gonna be very difficult because because I... I have to watch black widow too right ish kind of mm-hmm. okay because um because of one character, okay. So there was a character that showed up as like there. There was the uh, the antihero in um was it uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? He was a conflicted character, right? And uh, then there's 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 this person that comes in and tells him, "Hey, you're doing the right. You're doing the right thing." He's not doing the right thing, but she tells him, "You're doing the right thing. Keep it up." And he's like, all right, well, fine, I'm going to do it. It's the guy that, you know, is you know, pretending to be the new Captain America. I'm not telling you who the other character is because you're going to get a kick out of who it is. If you don't know yet, I think you of all people will enjoy the fact that they got this person to do an anti-Nick Fury type character. Because she also shows up at the uh, post credit scene of black widow and then who she talks to in the post credit scene shows up in hawkeye mm-hmm. so there's this connection of like but why and uh i think you'll appreciate it once you put the pieces together i want to tell you because i want you to tell me but i i also 
I want to tell you because it, it involves you, like, trudging through Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then Black Widow. Which... So I need to watch Falcon. Yeah, because you can't just jump into where she shows up and understand what's going on. It's only six episodes. It's six hours okay. of your time, but it is only six episodes. And then Black Widow is kind of a non-consequential movie. There's things that happen, and then some quiet time, and then a big thing happens, and then it's over. Fast forward, Black Widow's dead at the end of Endgame. Right. So, like, and it, they reveal that it all takes place within, mm-hmm. like, a week after Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember in Civil War, you, they, it cuts to um, Steve Rogers busting everyone out of the, uh, of the raft? Yeah. Before that. But after oh. the big fight at the airport. Oh. So when Black Widow dips out, but before they bust Ant-Man and Hawkeye out of the raft, that's when Black Widow takes place. Okay. But it's so... It should have come out sooner. The movie would have been better received had it come out sooner. I feel like. I feel like... Is Black Widow basically the Halo ODST of Marvel? Not bad. It's cool. I've never played ODST, but I get the idea, and I just I feel like it's it's a it's a good time. Maybe have a drink, you know. It's it's not a good time to alcohol required because it is slow. I feel like if you care about the characters at all, if you care about Natasha's character, you'll like it. But I honestly feel like you might be bored hmm. a little bit. The action scenes are cool. I might have to come here and watch them or something. Black Widow, at least. Emma said she wants to rewatch it, so because we watched it and like we watched half of it, it got bored and didn't continue it. Started Hawkeye, and then ran into the character we recognized from Black Widow. It's like, oh shoot, we gotta finish the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why is she here? But no, that has nothing to do with next week. Next week, uh, I've heard big rumors about. Um, some characters from a completely different show and I am jumping in my seat because Marvel and Sony, but Marvel, Marvel Studios especially, I think they planned this because the next episode of Hawkeye comes out on Wednesday. And then another rumor I heard about with Spider-Man, it comes out on Thursday and you're going to see back-to-back characters from another show. Oh, I'm geeking. I can't. <laughs> I am literally eating out of Marvel's hand. I, I, you're the I demographic. Will. Yes, I am the person that they are making these movies for. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're having it. fun. I'm having fun. It takes me out so of... So that, that pretty much answers my original question. You're still with it. You're still having fun with it. You can you can enjoy the movies like with yes. no issue. Yeah. Shang, uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, am I pronouncing that right? Um, that is a rebranded, renamed Iron fist mm-hmm. in that um it's been mentioned that like you know he's the protector of kunlun no different city uh-huh. literally different city and in the comics there's more than one city but like same hidden city concept same guardian at the gate same no one's allowed in same mystical powers dragon mm-hmm. and i mean kung fu <clears throat> It's literally Iron Fist, but, like, better. A lot better. But I want them to also meet. And there's, and there's also, this is kind of, I don't want to say less important news, but um, uh, the the original uh, Daredevil, they're keeping him. Cox, what's his name? 
See, now I can't say anything more about that. Charlie Cox? Yeah, yeah, Charlie Cox. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy that they're keeping him. They can... Pre- I mean, no. Like you, you said in the text, like, his buddy... Um, they said that if you see Daredevil again, it's going to be Charlie Cox. But now that they have officially announced that, yes, that's what I've wanted. But you have to have the guy who played Foggy Nelson was perfect. They were perfect together. Yeah, they're a good team. That was great. I'll be a little let down if they recast him. The the lady interest now Electra Karen Karen yeah she was cool. She had some great moments, uh, and I mean like especially with the season with the, the Punisher. Like she, she nailed it, but I'm also kind of, if they recast her, I won't be as, I, I can't see them without her though. Really? Thinking back about some of season three, especially, she wasn't just a damsel in in distress. And that's what I respected the most. Like season one kind of set her up as one, but then she became her own character. And then by season three of Daredevil, like that's literally the best thing out of all of Marvel TV, season three of Daredevil was the most cinematic, most bloody trip. That the conflict between Bullseye and Fisk mm-hmm. and Daredevil and the whole just it was probably some of the most intense superhero TV I've ever seen. Yeah, really yeah and they can't they can't replace Fisk either. No, yeah. like he. And that was the first time I saw him. Yeah, you know what blows my mind? What? It took me until season three of Daredevil when that came out to realize that's the same guy from Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, yep. I had same no idea. Same guy from Men in Black. Yeah. That. He has range, dude. Huge range. Yeah. That's, um, huh. <laughs> but my favorite is someone photoshopped him, but made his body proportions the same as Fisk from the uh, the uh, Spider-Man <laughs> into the Spider-Verse movie, where he's like this giant thing, but with his real head. <laughs> that was the best. Um, let's. Uh, I could talk about Marvel for three more hours. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> let's end on some quick, quick little short ones. Uh, what's your favorite Tony Iommi riff? Tony Iommi riff. Your favorite. You pick up a guitar and you have the urge to play a Black Sabbath riff. Oh, okay. No. The first one that I thought of. Very first one. Into the Void. Um, First one that I play as far as uh, if I'm going to play some Sabbath. uh, That's either Supernaut because that's always fun. Mm -hmm. Or... um, Symptom. Yeah, I mean, those are the ones that I think of first. Mm-hmm. So, yes, but uh, NIB always is my, my favorite as well. Mine would be NIB or Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath for me. Yeah. Um, here's a tricky one um, Alex Fife's and Riff. Alex Fife's and Riff. Spirit of Radio, first one that comes to mind. <clears throat> um, uh, Limelight is another fun one to play, but I still don't know that one fully because there's just some little details that I don't know. Um, hmm. Favorite Alex Lifeson riff? Yeah, no, I'll I'll stick with those. Those are like, yeah, just they're fun. And also, uh, sticking with Rush, there is actually one more topic I want to talk to you about before 
Um, we wrap it up because my back is getting stiff. Um, a couple of years ago, you listened to the entire Rush discography front to back. I did. That's a project. I'd like to talk about this throughout the, throughout an entire podcast episode if we could. Oh, you want to save that for next time? We could, but I could give you a teaser. What's yeah. your question? I just wanted to talk about it. You just wanted to talk no, about it? I just it. wanted to talk about it. And your back was sore. Yeah. Again, I could talk about Rush for uh, three hours. Uh, okay, give me like a, a one-sentence synop- a preview of what you're, you would say. Because I know you did it also with Pink Floyd. Oh so, my gosh, I did. That's right. I had a job that let me listen to music. Um, let me say this. Was it a pleasant experience? Yeah, would do it again. Okay. We're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss um, some of our favorite artists in the next episode of Alex Wu's Podcasting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whatever episode. Don't the fucking next take over my podcast again. I will fight you. <laughs> I can't help it. I am a natural leader for some things, and I just kind of steamroll over you. Um, but, Zach, buddy, uh, it was a great time chatting with you, um, even though my back is really stiff. We got to do these in better chairs. Um, no. No? I need something less comfortable. Maybe next time I'll drink with you so we can both be a little... Loose. This is water. Oh, yeah. Totally water. It's like 5% water and 95% whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, it was, ple- it was a very pleasant time. Um, check out, you know, Alview, uh, Faltered Step, 52 Hertz Whale, Subatomic Meteor Shower. Um, all of that. All of that. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Most Spotify. of it on Spotify and, or Tidal or iTunes or your other preferred streaming service. Yep. Um, Is there anything... Do you want to like plug your Twitter or something, or so that way if someone listens to this, they can tweet you and be like, "You suck." If you follow me on Twitter, um, <laughs> I'd be surprised. I'm back <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, I got a. Fi- I don't remember my username. So next episode, I'll promote my Twitter, and you can tell me how much I suck. I don't know. We have an Instagram. I, I posted for the first. Yeah, I posted for the first time on Instagram. So. Oh, what's a yeah? Altered uh, steps also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you'll you'll find us if you want. Yeah. All right, wrapping it up. This is Alex was podcasting. Zach Allen, uh, band leader, uh, faltered step, best friend. Friend. <laughs> I was gonna say, am I just business with you? Yeah, just business. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Good night.